You there, baby cakes? Oh, I'm here. I am here. So there's one more part I want to kind of add to the, to this whole thing, and we, uh, let's let's just keep this brief. Uh, again, this is from uh, JD Flynn's article where he's yeah. kind of talking on about the Catholic Church's uh, teaching on all, all, on all of this. And one thing that he brings up that I think is very important to remember, and I thought about this a really. I think I first learned about this in college, and I've always thought about this. Like, we need to do more as a country to help out the countries where those people are coming from to build um to like build better countries you know that so that they don't have reason so they can because like we need roots it's one of the biggest problems of like of of the post of the you know post west is our lack of roots and i think yeah. Um, yeah. we need to like it, anything that we do on the border one the other side of that coin is what we do to help the people that are you know in those countries. We need to help the governments fight the cartels. We need to do. We really need to. Those are very very important. I think as as well. So it's a very it's, it should be a very comprehensive and a very and a, and a uh, very nuanced policy. Would you say that these drug cartels represent a clear and present danger? Sadly, yes, Will Harrison Ford. Save me. How dare you, sir? <laughs> how how dare you? How dare you, you, sir? Oh, Harrison Ford, you are the last of your type of actors. There are no What's, Harrison Fords anymore. There are no Harrison Ford. I don't know. Seriously. Ryan Gosling is kind of a Harrison no, Ford. No, he's not. He's You're not just saying that because he's not old as shit. There's a dignity to Harrison Ford that even with when he's... um. Even with that uh, earring he wears? On solo. No, okay, not the person. The actor. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our culture is so broken. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why do I like horrible. Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls, but despise Lindsay Lohan in life? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like when they emote emotions, they're faking it. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, uh, what, what did you just say? What was your comeback, your your, your line? Oh, we need – okay, so the, I agree what you just said. But then I, I just want to say, how? How do oh, we – because J.D. Flynn's line was great. I mean, like, we have a lot. They don't have a lot. We need to somehow figure out a way to make a lot shared. Now, one of the ways we tried to do that, okay, in a very real way, was NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. Is it a massive, like, 1,800-page document just, that doesn't really give us free trade because then you just write one sentence. Hey, let's, let's have some free trade, huh? It, it doesn't do that. It, it specifies ways that Mexico can basically build a manufacturing base for their people. That's yeah. one way. But do you, how successful do you think that is in America? NAFTA. I mean, the Democrats hate it and the Republicans hate it. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I, I, I don't know. And, and, and again, I, I um... and I know the problem is, I mean, we're not public policy people, but our public policy people are yeah. extraordinarily, not all of them, but m- many of them are partisan, right? They want to advance the policies of their party, not necessarily, not necessarily ones that advance those of the country, which I would well, again say is the problem of liberal democracy. Well, and it's tough too, like, uh, principle of subsidiarity you know like uh subsidiarity subsidiarity i'm really tired and i'm broken um <laughs> i'm gonna be real honest here 
uh, how can we be solving problems in in Mexico in on the Mexico City from Washington D.C. You know, uh, one of the biggest issues with the, with the Vietnam War was we didn't listen to the CIA in the beginning. Oddly enough, um, I believe it was. The CIA, you know, they basically said, look, this is a battle before like hearts and minds. And instead we went, just did like, you know, let's just blow everything up and like fight a, a ter a territorial battle. And like we lost. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, again, I'm not saying that, that, you know, the CIA is this all giving, all like knowing great organization. I'm just saying that's just one example of where policy went bad and caused us everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know, man, but it's like, I, I just think we need to, um, I don't know. I don't know. But if we don't have it, we're, we're screwed. So I, I, I don't know, perhaps like one thing's like, perhaps it, it, perhaps I'm in the wrong, because I should know something, you know? Maybe I should know more about this, and I should be advocating for more things, and I should, and I should be more involved, and I should um, I'll be pushing for things. Perhaps I should just quit my job and, Work for um, some like diplomatic agency or something. I don't know. I feel like that some sometimes. Learn Spanish. <laughs> I, I love history. Um, uh, I got some books. You obviously don't read history. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, mm, I've read some. Uh. Christopher. What's his name? The Luke's pr- professor from college. Love Christopher, Christopher Dawson. I read some Christopher Dawson, and I. I think I know a lot. Which, which you would if you, if you had. Okay. Um, so my hero's <laughs> dead. Yeah, Luke, tell us about your hero dying. That Thank you for one of our, our listeners who wrote in. They're like, how, did, how are you dealing with this? Because she also liked yeah. um, like the Nerdist. So what's his name? Not good. <laughs> his name is Chris Hardwick. So, okay. So I can be hyperbolic. And I admit this. Okay. So I like to throw out, out like around the thing like this thing directly led to the influence of our podcast without this it would it's you know it would not exist and there's like 80 things that i've said that about but we're complicated (laughs) people so it's true (laughs) um but like one thing that is definitely true in terms of how we form this podcast and i think ultimately you can you can draw a line from that to this was and it is the nerdist podcast um, early on when I would pitch our show to, to guests, uh, back in the day, I would say, uh, you know, our show. And when we first started to talk about, it, I think this is one of the ways that I pitched the idea to, uh, to like you is a crossover between WTF with, um, yeah. with Mark Marin and, and the Nerdist podcast, but with our um, Catholic voices and, so the idea of let's talk about the re- let's talk about real honesty of stuff and let's have a, let's like you know like how let's like have the vulnerability of Mark Marin with the love of culture found within especially pop culture within the Nerdist podcast. Um, so for those of you guys who do not know, the Nerdist podcast was was created by a guy named Chris Hardwick. He had two co-hosts with him, Matt Myra and. Jonah Ray, there are two comedians our age. Uh, Chris is about ten years older than us. Um, those two guys, I believe they're like I believe they all shared the same like manager, and they're all part of the same comedy scene. Chris, pretty much, for people our age, will recall him as a guy from um, 
the singled out show back in the 1990s. Yeah. MTV singled out with uh, Jenny McCarthy. Who saw my picture and said, he's not bad. And I'm sorry, that was, that was like, <laughs> yeah. that was, unlike Barbara Walters who did that, but like, like her face kind of expressed, okay, he's fine. High five, 14 year old me. Um, 14 year old. You mean 24 year old? I don't know. When, she, when like, she, you know, she was her big self. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, how many, how many people, school. how many Father Mike Schmitz out there, how many Father John Ricardos, uh, Leah Darrow's, all the people who are far better and higher numbers than us in the Catholic podcasting world. How many of them can say that Jenny McCarthy and the women of The View looked at your picture and said, eh, he's not bad? <laughs> exactly. None. Exactly. None, None of, of them. them. That too. None. Um, Actually, so, Leah Darrow, they might have said that when she was on that modeling show. Yeah, they might true, have been yeah. like, oh, yeah, I love this show. She's not yeah. bad. <laughs> true. Oh, she's all, oh, she always wins. Um, <laughs> Dang it, Leah uh, Darrow. <laughs> okay, so uh, so Chris Hardwick's career after that, to put it politely, uh, tanked. And he said one of the lowest moments of you know his life was when he was on a couch at at home. I think his bank card had like just like declined or something yeah. like that, and they made a joke about him on 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 the Daily Show. Oh, a debt of gratitude to John Stewart because I used to be a very heavy drinker and I quit drinking 12 years ago. And and one of the things that was the catalyst for me reassessing my life was that I'd done the show called Singled Out in the United States in the mid 90s. And in about 2000, about the year 2000, 2001, my former co-host was this woman named Jenny McCarthy was on The Daily Show. And uh, and, and then John goes, hey, uh, Chris Hardwick works here at uh, Comedy Central now. And Jenny goes, oh, really? That's great. And he goes, yeah, he gets our coffee. And then everyone laughed on the show. And I was like, oh, hey, hey. But then I realized I was in my underwear spilling out this beer gut. I had a beer in my hand and like nine empty pizza boxes around. So it was like the best intervention I ever could have had. And it actually made me take stock of my life. And so uh, I guess I'm going to miss the interventions most. And he was like, like, what has happened to my life? He realized he was an alcoholic. I mean, he really like. I mean, he like bought. This is a guy who like he said at his height made about 400, 400, 400 grand per like year, and then got to points where he went to buy food at the store, and his card was declined. He was just like, I like my life is over with. Uh, he and and he he was trying to do. He was trying to do stand up. He had always been a stand up comedy. I'm and she did stand up a bit before he was on. He was uh, on that show, but he, he didn't get it because of his uh, Santa. They were like two like separate things. And um, so, so anyways, in his early 30s, so he started the Nerdist Podcast in 2009, right around the Super Bowl at that point in time. Really just as he basically had kind of decided that things he was trying to do was really, I'm not working out. And he's like, I'm not going to take any, anything, any job that I'm not interested in. Or don't speak. He was tired of like trying to like play by like Hollywood's rules and just being told, not going to no. play by your rules, yeah. man. And so he just started to pitch things to people, things that like he cared about and that like he liked. And it didn't always go well, but it slowly started to build. Started doing this podcast. I heard about it through an article he wrote for like Life Hacker, and I just immediately got hooked. And he's basically he's a part of what I would call like podcasting wave two yeah. 1.0 is like the early tech. Is all like the tech people. Those are your um, the, um, the Merlin Mans, 
um, Steve, gosh, what's his name? Legal like Laporte. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. 2.0 really starts with the uh, WTF like Nerdist podcast, and it's where it became more of a interview comedy-based thing, and it really blew up. And for a couple of years, from about 2010 to about probably 2012 or so, those two podcasts, WTF and the Nerdist, were always almost the top in the top five, along with Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla, right? Yeah, and they're like, all they were, comedians because mm-hmm. comedians are amazing interviewers because they can read a crowd. They're funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, incredible. Yeah, and, he, and he basically built a career out of being himself. I mean, I just – two weeks ago, I was, like, actually using his book to try to, like, map out how do I balance my, like, work oh, that's demand. Right. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, this is how – like, I, I – so I truly, truly, truly – Love Chris Hardwick. I, I cannot. I, I cannot emphasize this enough. When I when it, like I was a, like principal, when I would I would actually um, use their catchphrase "Enjoy your burrito" as like one of my themes to try to counterbalance this whole like um, need that people have to always just be like we suck, we're a feeling, we have too much to do. Like try to get people to live more in the present moment. You know, uh, we're, uh, you know, like we're Christ in in the Gospels talks about like let like only worry about like the here and now like. Pay, pay attention to um, uh, today. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on like all those verses. So I would use. I always love the enjoy the enjoy your like burrito thing of just like just enjoy because I was so. Let me back this up a bit. Why I think that podcast hit me so hard when I did because so I it, it was the first podcast I got into that you hadn't told me about. So there was that, and then two, I heard it at a point in like. In my life, where I was really started to come into my own, I was in a pretty bad relationship. Um, I had some really great friends, but it wasn't a small. This is, this is a big, a big emotional buildup. <laughs> no, yes, because this is this big of a deal. Like, I know. And so it was through his podcast that I kind of like. I was like, that's right. I do like pop culture things. Like, I do like love. Like, it really was an outlet for me, and it was it was kind of like a way to hear people talk about. Things that I really didn't have anyone to talk about with. Yeah, that's for the true. most part, you know. And, and that just... and that was me with technology stuff. Is there's not a single nerd in my in my house. I have in my bio. My, I have a funny bio that people read, and it says he had a nerdy persona in a house full of sports ball fans and athletes. Like I was the nerd. I loved this stuff, but I got gypped because I had to keep it all to myself. I, podcasts mm-hmm. I discovered in college and after college. So yeah, I mean like. They that was, yeah, and it was like the blend of comedy and like music and like the things that like 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 they liked the bands, all of the movies, the um, especially the comedy element was something that like I just was like yeah. right. like I love I just it was so great and I just I fell in love and like there was just I was that's when I was real into productivity and I was kind of one of like Chris Hardwick's big thing at that point in time and Merlin Mann and a lot mm-hmm. of guys actually but, yeah yeah so he, I mean, he was definitely kind of in that like a little bit like I heard about him through an article he wrote for I think it was for like Life Hacker about how he worked and it was just so um and then when I moved to like Idaho was when it was like a drug because they were literally my fr- it was like I was in such a like lonely place that er- and I would like go on runs almost every day while I was there and that's the podcast that like I would listen to for the most part um 
that and WMTF. And I like, but like those were my I mean, those were my staples. Those were my always the, the, the like as, as quickly as they were out, I would listen to them. I almost got choked up when he announced he was going to interview David Tennant from Um Doctor Who. Like it was this big of a deal. Like I remember, like why am I getting emotional? And like when his dad died, I remember hearing the interview. Like he did with his dad on like Father's Day, yeah. and it really unmoved me. And his dad died like two weeks later. I could just relate to what he was saying. Oh, then, like yeah. I mean, I'm like this is. I mean, when Jonah Ray's dad died a couple of like months ago, they talked about it on the podcast, and it was just so. I mean, truly, I like. When I first moved to Colorado, I remember I remember walking around uh, South Broadway, and I actually had the Nerdist pockets on because I was like, I'm finally in a place where I want to be. I just want to experience what it's I, – I, I want to do here what I did in Idaho, which is just like walk around with my podcast in when I had time to myself. Like, they were my happy place yeah. where I yeah. could go. And, and, and truly, that's one of the things I love about – and I know like when, when, when um, people come up to me and they damn it this really bothers me like and they tell me that like they like feel like they like know me i get that because that's how i feel about him and that's how i feel because i i have heard 500 hours of these people right and it means and like i haven't been into it as much over like the past like few years because it's been more just him because the guys get got really busy but like i I cannot I, i i it's not just this thing that I like. That's what Louis. That's what the Louis C.K. thing was. It was this person who's like who's like a more comedy that I really liked, and I really respected, and I enjoyed it, and it, I was crushed to find that he was a really bad guy and that his career was done. This is total. This feels like a friend. I was I, I was so sick to my when I when I first almost saw it. I was so like I was sick to my stomach. I couldn't even tell Aaron about it. Like I had like it took me about an hour if I could really I could like bring it up to her, and so what happened was he dated a girl named Chloe Dykstra from about 2011 to 2013 or so, and she wrote an article, posted it on like Medium on Thursday, I believe, basically kind of out outline lying that like during the relationship that he was very um, based. I would describe it as I'm not. I'm um, like that he was even emotionally uh, um, abusive towards her. I mean, this is how much of a fan I, I am of his stuff. The things that she talked about, I could remember him talking about it on on the podcast. Like it's that ridiculous. It's not like I've gone through it like a whole bunch of times, but it's just like I just it just it's like ingrained in my brain. And uh, it, like, what I, do you mean? What would he say on the podcast? So there was this um, – so she had, like, surgery done, and he slept on a bed at the foot of her bed. He made, like, a cot – like, had a cot or whatever. And they were going, oh, that's right. He talked about that on the podcast about that. And then he talked about – and, again, like, there were jokes, and there were things that, like, they would talk about that I really didn't like or didn't agree with or I, or I thought was, like, wrong off, off, off like, color, blah, blah, blah. Because he has a pretty crude comics, I would say. So – um, he talked about how when she had, I think she had her like surgery done on, it was like her stomach or something was, was like a little wrong. And he made a joke to, to the doctor 
that when he talked about it on the podcast, I think she was on it. Like, it may, again, I don't agree with this kind of joke. I'm not saying that it's good. It just at the time it made it sound like he it was a joke he made to ease the overall like, tension of it, like a stupid joke that a comedian would like would like make, where he said, "Well, then, like, when can I have sex with her again?" Yeah, and and in the, the context of the again bad joke off color not saying that i thought it was like like i laughed at it or like you know um in the but in the podcast in the context it's just a way to like ease the tension of it you know and in her in the like article that she wrote she said it wasn't really a joke that it was just him and she and like her and her mom were so appalled by, by like what he said and he basically like wanted to use her for like her body pretty 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 much which is if true is just deplorable and that she, in her article she talked about how um he didn't really want her to talk out in like public he couldn't have any guy friends um she, he didn't want her to go out without him when they were out she couldn't like talk like she he, he basically created like these like rules for her that she felt were very suppressive and that she and he basically kind of even when she didn't want to have sex he said, no, we're going to, like, that's why I dumped my, my like, on the last girlfriend was because, like, lack of sex and uh, and how it basically caused her to become inter, in, uh, anorexic. And uh, I think that's kind of, like, the gist of the whole thing. Which, like, if, again, if everything that she is saying is true is, re, is deplorable from her point of view. And she's basically – and that when they, when they broke up, he basically blacklisted her. And yeah. it took her a really long time to get over all of this. And she's been to, like, a whole tech therapy and stuff. And she's had to really work through all this. And now he, you know, um, he moved on. He, uh, he, he actually got married to, uh, I think he's married to, like, Lydia, um, is it Hurst of the Hurst family? Patty Hurst was, was um, her mom. Their, uh, her grandfather or great-grandfather was, like, was like uh, created this huge, like, magazine empire back in the day. Yeah, what's still huge. I mean, today. Oh yeah, I mean they're. Inc- I mean they're just beyond wealthy. Like it's just probably one of the wealthiest um, families in uh, the country. Um, her, we get the term Stockholm syndrome from her mom, who I, I believe it's from her when she was kidnapped by a group after like one year of being kidnapped. She ended up like robbing a bank with them because she like sympathized with them and blah blah blah. So. Um, of course, when this all came out, everyone on, t- everyone on, on, on Twitter started to bash him. Uh, you know, he lost, um, he had a couple, uh, TV things that like he lost, uh, his, I mean, his career is effectively over with now, as this has been the case with a lot of the me too things. And I want the preface this by saying, you know, we've been very supportive, I think, of the Me Too movement. Uh, we've been outspoken, like saying how do we think this is a is is like is a this is a this is a yeah, for the most thing. part, it is a very very good thing. Yeah, and we've tried, and, we've, and right. I think we've, we've even done a good job of really starting to look at like own lives and like how have we like not been cool towards toward, like women and um you know um in fact and but this one hurts like this. I don't know how I feel about this man. I'm there's probably about two like how would I put this? If if so here's my first issue with all of this was this is one article. This is an article that a woman wrote 
that that an ex girlfriend of a married man that like she wrote on Medium, like anonymous, fully, yes. anonymously at first. <laughs> yes, I mean, but it was obvious who she was. I'm talking about. Uh, um. Uh. I, that didn't sit well with me because it's if you look at a lot of the other things that came about Harvey Weinstein, like Louis C.K. stuff, these were like tons of different people coming out, and all their stories were the same thing of of you know evil behavior towards women, uh, written by either people coming out. Uh, same thing with like Bill Cosby, tons and tons of women coming out all sharing the same thing that like happened where it was almost like impossible to go oh this is real like there's no way that like you know dozens of women would just happen to have the same exact thing happen and you know they're gonna like lie about the exact same thing right 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 uh, you look at the louis ck thing this was written by a journalist who spoke to a couple different um women like did her homework like ab- abided by the laws like journalism to like you know say this is what we think the truth is and and within that day, he said, yeah, this, I can't deny because it's just too obvious. Like, this is true. And my first thought was, this is one girl, and this is all being ruined. This is woman. all being destroyed. Sorry. This is like um, one – yeah, sorry. I apologize. This is like one woman. Like, is this, we don't know if it's true or not. Like, we don't know if it's true. And the more I read, the more I was like, I'm inclined to believe that it is true. Um, And it just – uh. Sucks, man. Sucks. This is the first week since two thousand and like nine that I haven't checked my phone to see if there was no like Nerdist podcast and just just to see who it was or if it was a hostful or if it was them. Yeah, I was about to say, how long has he been doing it? Is he still doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he changed he changed the name to ID Ten T because he had sold um, the Nerdist brand to like legendary and it became its own thing to the point where he was like you know what I like i want to just kind of do i just want to keep doing the podcast but i'm not i don't really want to do this stuff anymore so he hasn't been a part of it really since december i think changed the name of the podcast kept all the old all the shows and stuff i mean it was a big deal when like that when like that happened but then on the nerdist site that day they just cleared his name he's gone he's not even mentioned on their website at all so it'd be like if we had a catching fox's website that just five years from now that we really weren't weren't a part of that much, but it's still like I'm known as a thing that like we created. We were just gone, just completely gone, wiped from it. Yeah, and no, it, I think it's I, I. This is the line that I can't remember who said it. Um, oh, I do. Uh, Joe Rogan was interviewing a female comedian. Can't remember who it was, and he and she said, "What's really interesting is how men are afraid of women now." And she said, that's the most interesting thing to me about all this stuff. Because she said, she'll have male comedians who are like, uh, is, is it okay that I, that I do this? I put my arm on your back. Is it okay that I give you a hug? You know, like when you shared with me that your dad died or something like that. And she's like, yeah, of course, don't do that. And he's like, no, I don't know what the rules are anymore. You know, and she's like, oh, that's awesome. And yeah. this woman's saying, it's awesome because you're afraid of me now. Whereas in the past, you were never afraid of me. Now you are, and that's awesome. And I think that's a good thing, because I, 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 I know too many. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say anything about that. You but. know what's funny? Let me just say this. You know, there was the old Victorian thing of men um, staying away and avoiding women and not being in mixed company. Uh, listen, this stuff 
is enough to make that become a reality again. Well, like, that's why they just, did it. I mean, I truly, it's just to like, I mean, they, it was more to like protect, the, like they just didn't trust the dudes. So they were like, no, you're not going to go and hang out with her all night long. You're going to spend 20 minutes in her family parlor. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Know C.S. You. C.S. Lewis has this great line where he said, you know, you might mock the Victorians for being prudish, um, but maybe there was something beforehand that they were reacting to. And there might be something afterwards that we're all reacting to. Yeah. And I know it's I'm trying to like I'm wrestle with my head. Like, why am I so upset about someone I don't know? Truly, like I've talked to one person who's had direct contact with him in my entire life. And I played it cool the whole time. Um, <laughs> who was it? Uh, Beth Stelling, who's um, a comedian, and she's—I was at—she uh, came to hang out with me and all my sisters when we were at Disneyland. Um, she, uh, we went to the, we went to the, uh, we went to the same high school. She is, she is Emily's age. Really great woman, uh, great comedian, great comedian. I like truly. She's Beth is hilarious. Um, uh, and I was like, is he really? And, but no, I, I didn't. I'm fanboy. I was very, very cool about it. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, even like, even like Aaron was like, wow, you did a good job. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it truly like, I mean, when we interview people, I like the things I say, my cadence sometimes, like it comes from him. Like it's so influential. Um, and it just, again, like there's a, the, in my heart where I'm like, does this sound like a thing? Like, it's so weird because I feel like I know him and this might be the great lie of podcasting is we don't, but then at the same time, how well can you really know a person? Like sometimes people do things that you're just like, this is part of being an adult is like people let you down and you find out that they're actually terrible or they do terrible things and it's crushing because you thought they weren't that. You know, I mean, I've heard 500 plus hours of this dude talking to people about some really intense things and stupid like dick jokes that really weren't that funny. Um, Luke, that I there's that one time. thing I know about you. It's that dick jokes are always funny. <laughs> and it's all over with now. Yeah. You know, and like I will never hear a hostful podcast again. And I, I know – this doesn't mean anything to anyone. Like, and, and, and I, this is this could be a um, a disorder in my own in my like own life. But it, I'm crushed. I'm absolutely crushed. You know, like I he yeah. will never come on the podcast now. You know, and I I it was like he was on my list of like, you know, who would you want to have on? He would be one of those guys that I'm like, I think if I could, if we, if we were to ever get the IMDb thing and be able to like act as like publicist, he's one I think I can make a case for to say, you know, that like I would actually like, you know, like I would go for him with like, I wouldn't half ass it. You know, I think I can make a case, you know, and just now like that'll never happen. And again, I, this is me trying to make a thing that should be about this poor woman if it's true. It should be about the shit that she went through as opposed to, like, some, like, random, like, you know, like, middle-aged dude in Ohio being like, where, where are I? You know, like, it just – but, like, it hurts, man. This one really – and if it's not true, I – I, 
I have a, such a problem, but I, I'm, I'm inclined to think that it is. I, I've been a little bit repulsed by a lot of people's reaction. It was just so quick to believe her um, and harsh to judge people who had a hard time with it, who were just like, I'm confused. I don't know what to think. And this whole, like, I believe women thing. Well, I'm like, oh, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying this, like, I have a, like this is going to take a little bit of time. And there was no allowance for that at all. It was just I, either. That's, this is the downside of the Me Too movement is yeah. we live in the age of the accusation. Now, we know that overwhelmingly women don't just sit around and be like, man, you know what? I want to be known as a rape victim. Like, they don't. Yeah. Don't, you know, and, totally. and that's why so few are false allegations. It's, it's dramatic, right? But the problem is around movements like Me Too, that's the, you know, one of the fears is that people hop on the bandwagon instead of. You know, and there's that famous thing like um, that, uh, what's his name? Shoot, the Irish cowboy guy taken. Oh, Liam Neeson. Aslan. Liam Neeson. Someone interviewed him and they Aslan. said. <laughs> Irish cowboy? Yeah, he was in 100 uh, Ways to Die in the West oh, as an Irish. He was, there but he go. was an Irish that cowboy. That one film that no one saw. Yeah, I know, but he was an Irish cowboy because Seth MacFarlane made fun of him. On uh, on Family Guy, there would <laughs> never awesome. be an Irish cowboy, and so they asked him if he would be in the movie. He said, "Only if I can use my Irish accent." So kind of funny, but he had mentioned how one guy put his hand on the back of a woman uh, to console her when she said her father died, and then like six months later, said that he made her feel uncomfortable and sexually harassed her, and the guy was immediately fired. And uh, he he was the head guy. I can't remember who it is, but he's some famous dude. And he's like, the guy lost everything, and now he's considered to be a predator. Because, and, and apparently the, crazy, the thing was even worse. He, after put his, put, he put his hand on the woman's back as a sign of comfort, he went up to her the next day and said, listen, I really hope that wasn't rude or made you feel uncomfortable or blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, no, it was fine. It was fine. No, you were comforting me. Like, no one thought that. And then six months later, Me Too is, a, you know, and she says that. And so it's that, that's just, but that's just one stupid example. That's not the hundreds and thousands of men that have been like, yeah. And how many of them have been true? You know, again, like, yes. and that's the, that's like, again, I'm if in my in my heart of hearts, if you say like, Luke, do you believe that article? I'm more inclined to believe it than I am to disbelieve it. It's hard to believe it when it's when he's not doing that now, you know, and he is. Um, your hero. You know, like he's not doing that now. Yeah. And so you want to be like, but that's not him. And here's the deal. It might not be him now. That's the deal. And that's the hard part is like, you want to give, there is this element where you want to give someone a pass because they're good. And, and this is the line that people use for Brock Turner that they use for other people. Oh, he's young. You know, oh, he's stupid. He was an alcoholic. He was at the peak of his fame. He was this. He was that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And I guess like some of the things about it that really kind of concern me a bit. Again, when I say it out loud, I get get it. I I just wanted to get all this out. So I don't know why I got so like intense about this. Um, It was like, well, like what if it's just him being just just a jerk? Like. Is I'm not saying that being a jerk is right or good, but there's a difference between being a jerk and being an abuser. Yeah, or being abusive. There's a big difference. 
Yeah. There's a big difference between like a person who, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, um, there were some things, you know, he came out and, um, he denied all of it. And then a text was released to TMZ, which probably came from him, um, uh, from his exchange of when they like broke up. And it, as, as, as I like read the text, it just felt like such a thing that he would have written. Like I could just like, I could see, I could hear his voice in my head as, as, as I was reading it. And it just, and you know, like she had like cheated on him and all this stuff. But again, like if she's, and he was saying you're in, you were like emotionally cheating on me as well. And that was like the hardest part. And, but like, if he was being abusive, then of course she was, she was trying to find that out. Oh yeah. You know? And it just like, I don't know if we'll ever really know the truth. But, like, a lot of people now are out of jobs, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people, um, the, uh, this is, like, I, I read this one article where, where this person said, like, this is the end of an era, probably. Like, this will be when, like, that phase, like, podcasting is done. And I think there's a part of me that's just kind of having to, like, mourn. And, again, I'm making this about me, so perhaps, like, shame on me. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just hard. It's I, I cannot believe that I won't ever hear like a new Alan Nerdist podcast again or a new ID10 podcast. I, I, I just, it's, um, it, I don't really just quite believe it yet. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I know that it's true, but it's just one of those like, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Your heroes are dead. They're all in your head. When nothing is left, we'll start again. Yeah. It's just weird because, like, I think the thing that, like, bothers me the most about it is, like, when I meet, um, when I meet a lot of, like, listeners and when they, I can tell that they feel like they have a connection with me, I love that because, like, I know that it's true because who I am on here is – it's us. It's us. It's a, perhaps, like, a slightly exaggerated – I'm like version of us because we're having to be on, but that's really we're pretty hyped up for the most part. What? <laughs> like no, like, Luke. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't usually speak with this German accents in real life. I just do it for the podcast. <laughs> we were invited. Um, uh, you know, and 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 I've always just kind of thought that. W- like with him and the guys in his pockets, that would be true because you you see these um, glimpses of these really intense periods of their life and the good stuff and the bad stuff, you know, from like a dad's death, you know, to career advances and all. I mean, like I truly like modeled some of my career moves and the way I approached my career off of this man because I admired it so much. Ah. <sighs> But I refuse to believe that this doesn't mean that heroes aren't important or that we shouldn't look up to people or that it's wrong to do that. I refuse to believe that in like an, in an ordered way, obviously. I mean, one of my greatest heroes is Cardinal Theodore McCarrick and nothing bad. Wait, <laughs> wait a second. What's this? What's could, this? Could you imagine if a thing came out about Merlin Mann? I think it would just be an hour of us just sobbing. It would be an hour of us just sobbing. If 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 we found out that Merlin Mann 
had sexually abused or assaulted a person. Could you imagine? I mean, that's like, that's just what it's like. You know, it's funny. It's like if you follow a movie star or a band member or something, you have to get rid of their, like, merch. I would have to get rid of the way I organize my life. (laughs) (laughs) Because he, being the most disorganized man, invented a system to keep himself on top. Wow, I, I couldn't ever. I couldn't ever. I couldn't. I could not like use the line which I repeat to myself almost every day. GT, GTD is a mindset. Copyright David Allen Co. Two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah. Me, uh, my Merlin manism is uh, they're not going to eat you, which is a quote that he did from the GoDaddy president giving a talk about like the fear we have when going to a meeting. He's like, it's all in our head. They're not going to eat you. It's not a bear on the other side of the door. But, uh, oh, Merlin man. Merlin man! Please I love you! But but that's a weird part about, like, podcasting, though, is that, like, I feel like podcasting over any other, like, medium, sans uh, a writing, perhaps, you really think you get to know, especially the kind of podcasts that we like. the ones that Even writing? Good. Because with writing, it's still a crafted thing. Whereas yeah. there's so much rawness when it comes to um, podcasts. Podcasts. With the podcasts that we like, ones that are in the same vein as ours, where it's just very free, open, you know. This is not, this is not necessarily the case with your scripted podcast. Yeah. Um, not the ones if, you were to do a pod, if you were to do a podcast without me, what would it be? Like in all, in all honesty? Uh, lie to me, baby. Lie to me. So I yes, did do last honest. night to do a like, monthly one about Dayton, Ohio, where I just talk for, about Dayton with a person for about, tw- about 20 minutes. Talk about Dayton's history. But no. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I would definitely listen to that. <laughs> I just think because Dayton has such a fascinating history. and I no, a great, it, no, it doesn't. Lie to yourself. Keep telling yourself that, but I would still <laughs> listen. I had a great chat with uh, Kevin Hyder last night where we just uh, talked about uh, like – where this one place was out in Dana. And it was just like so interesting. It was just like about five minutes. I was going, oh, it's, blah, blah, blah. you know, like it's by this and it's that. And like this, like, um, was there? And this is why it is called that. And then I just thought, this should be a podcast. Um, okay. So if I could do, I don't know, what, what would you do? I'm struggling with that because I have someone that offered, like, hey, you should do a podcast. What would it be on? And I'm like, Dan, I don't know. What should I do a podcast on, Luke? Um, if you were hanging out with your old boy Gomer, what would you want to hear? I, mean, I think you have a real um, love for ethics and and philosophy that doesn't necessarily come out even like as much as like I would like it to because it's just so interesting. Hey, isn't it that- funny that I just listened to a fourteen hours? Of After Virtue as an audiobook? Yeah, of course you did. But Matt Fratt kind of has the corner market on that. So yeah, what, a, what a douche. Uh, it's so cool. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. Matt, hi. Let's just text and talk. Um, I miss you. Uh, <laughs> I talk to him all the time. <laughs> I've been so, what? Oh, just, you insecurities. Just start um, texting him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I, I think I would love to. I think you would do really good on a current events one because I think you just have such a passion for that. And you can really, you know, um, how I synthesize that very, very well. But I'm out of the loop so much now. Yeah, you you have to put work into that. I would do a sports <laughs> one if I could. Oh, absolutely. Sports. I, I, I love would... your soccer video thing. You need to do that. That was awesome. 
I know, I know. I just it's that just takes time, man. It just takes time. But I uh, stand in front of the TV would, explaining soccer takes time. Come on, Squirt, yes. you well, can do it. You can do it, Squirt. <laughs> there were that that I knew all that stuff because of hours of podcast. That's the whole <laughs> reason why. It's like, oh my gosh, the past four, the past four months now are finally going to pay off. <laughs> in a twenty-minute video in front of my TV. I think it'd be cool. Like, I think a history podcast would be fun. Uh, like, Ooh. that's kind of like where I would want the date one to be. Like, more about like, like just talking about like, like uh, on like random things. But like, so Dayton has an incredible thing that happened in on um, the nineteen oh three. There was a gigantic. There was like a huge flood that hit and it destroyed the city. I mean, it's it was just catastrophic. Um, the history of that would be fascinating. So I would love to do like some of the stories because I'm not. I think like you know how like now it's really hip to do like story podcasts and stuff. Yeah, about murderers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's it's a little bit like this is voyeuristic. Um, I, I feel like some of those aren't as good as they could be because they want to keep it in like a half hour and they want to add a bunch of music and they want like a weird pace and they want their ads. So it's really like 15 minutes of stuff, and it's not as good as it could be. Okay. So I th- I think there's just I, I would love to do a, like a 10 part thing on the on the uh, history of the charismatic movement. Ooh, that would be I good. think it'd be so cool because there's so many like like what did God do, and like what did people do, and like what was the result of that? You know. Talk to people and find out stories, and because there's a lot of great stuff that happened, there's a lot of crazy shit that went down as well. What? I know, right? In the Protestant world, if you're a secessionist, which means you believe all the charismatic gifts ended at the death of the last apostle, they ceased. Um, you call them charismaniacs. Charismaniacs. <laughs> Prove to me that rad trads aren't Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is that my podcast that I have to do? <laughs> no. I followed this guy on Twitter. His name is at Tradical, I think, or something. Or it could be a gal. I don't really know. Um, a gal. A gal. See? He, there was a tweet that said, it is insane that, like, why is St. Therese a doctor of, of the church and St. And St. And Justin Martyr is not? And I was like, that's a weird take, man. No one really goes after St. Therese. Bold. <laughs> You're really swinging for the fences on that one, ain't like, you? What a like, niche argument. What a like, niche argument to make. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no kidding. Why would he say that? I don't know. Just maybe he doesn't like love or small things done with great love. I don't know. He hates small things done with great love. He loves big things done with a little love, also known as the traditionalist movement. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. What kind of podcast would you want to hear? Like, perhaps not do yourself. Like, what would you want to hear that doesn't mm. exist? Uh, okay. So, hmm. So, I, here's the, my, my problem with nailing down a topic is there are a lot of things that I'm super into right now that I want to talk about, but I don't think are being talked about well enough, but I don't think there's an audience for it. Like just straight up talking about like the, 
the notion of discipleship in 21st century America mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how it's evolved to this place. So there's history, there's philosophy, there's theology. There's a whole crap ton of Protestant theology that gets caught up in it. And that's, you know, the reform movements of, of various, you know, things in the church like rebuild and, and divine renovation, things like that, that I, I don't, I just don't think people understand what they're borrowing. And I keep coming back to it. I'm like, there's got to be something here. But I don't know if there's something there worth my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, right now, I would I would love a great morality podcast. Pints with Aquinas, he has some good stuff. Um, that there was a great one with Father, um, Father Gregory Pine, who we went to school with at Franciscan. Oh, nice. Oh, man. He's got, he has a thing called Kentucky Thomist, and, but his thing on the show is just, the guy knows so freaking much. It just, he's just a straight up Thomist and it's awesome. Um, that I, I just love. And I don't think there's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to say, hey, it's systematic theology, but I don't think that would. So I just don't know. I'd love to, uh. This sounds dumb, but like a podcast on on the history of podcast, just like a quick like series, like hey, like what um what does this like like how did this happen? How did this medium become a medium? Yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I just think it'd be cool, but I mean, those are things like I would listen to. Um, I, I, I'm getting a little bit tired of the ones that are like murder. Let's glorify criminals who did crazy things. Yeah. A little bit weird. A little bit weird. This is some good paid Patreon stuff. Oh, uh, talking with people at Catholic Beard Bomb to possibly create some stuff with them for uh, the fall. So we'll have some, like, uh, Catching Foxes Beard Bomb. And we're Ooh. like, hey, why don't we let our Patreons people? People tell us which uh, sense they want. We'll have some beard bomb for the, for for like all the men. We'll uh, have some lotion for the ladies, and we'll um, and we'll also have like lip balm for guys like me who like to lose their lip balm. <laughs> I think we should have a scent that's just that is, maybe is a woman's lotion that's literally called "Smell Like Luke." <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh guess who wants to come on to the podcast who holly joy why because she's been listening and she like and she'll and she really likes it and she said i got some very uh she used to work for a diocese then some stuff happened and now she works for like leadership consultant firm and now she's dead inside yeah, she's like, got some cool stuff to talk about. I was like, yeah, and you can kind of, you know, be the first, like, Luke's ex, ex, uh, ex-girlfriend to come on the podcast. <laughs> what could possibly yeah. go wrong? Nothing. All right, Luke, I got to go. I'm tired. All right, add that. I think all of that, like, on last stuff about, like, podcasts and, and us in life should be on Patreon. So I think the whole Nerdist thing is going to be on Patreon. Cool. I like it. All right. Three, Bye. two, two one. one.